Hey Lumberjacks, and welcome to another episode of Lumber Chats, Inside NAU, where we give you an inside look into campus life. My name is Megan, and welcome, our, welcome to our special episode of NAU Success Stories, where we highlight people on campus and how they got to where they are today. On today's episode, we have the Assistant Director of Operations, Cassie Pettit from NAU's College of Engineering, Informatics, and Applied Sciences. Hi, Cassie. Hello, good morning. Thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for being here today. I'm very excited to hear about all the insight you have to offer us today, but before we get into our questions, I'm gonna put you in the lumberjack hot seat. Are you ready? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Are, is anyone ready? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so all you're gonna say is just the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. All right, so NAU blue or gold? Oh, blue. Hotspot or dub? Uh, the dub, because it's right by my office. <laughs> North or South Campus? Oh, that's such a tough one. You know, I have to go with North Campus. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Favorite spot on campus? Um, the tree with, I don't know what it's called, but it almost has like pennies hanging from it by the communications building. And it makes like such a beautiful sound when it's windy. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. Um, what movie could you watch over and over again? Oh man. Um, Dirty Dancing, but the, the original, right? With Patrick Swayze and yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. All right. Uh, what's your hidden talent? Oh, man. Um, I've gotten really, really good and effective at putting a toddler to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great talent. Uh, best advice you've ever been given? Um, what would you do if you weren't afraid? and then go for it. Nice. So you close your eyes and imagine your happy spot. What do you see? Um, my two little boys with me on a sunny day at the park. Awesome. And then last question is, what's your go-to pick-me-up? Pick-me-up like a coffee drink or pick-me-up like... Sure. Um, usually, uh, uh, the go-to pick me up is going outside and like doing a loop around my building. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. So that was it for the hot seat questions, but now let's get into the, get into the gritty stuff. All right. So let's start off. You can introduce yourself, but talk about yourself and like what your life was like growing up. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm um, at NAU now. I've been in Flagstaff for a little over eight years, but um, I am a Midwesterner girl at heart. I'm from Iowa. Um, so growing up was a lot of humid summers. Um, like <laughs> moving out here, it's like, oh my gosh, dry shampoo is a miracle product. I could never use this in the summer in Iowa. Um, but no, I, um, it's just me and my sister. Um, I'm the oldest one. So it was a lot of, um, like, you know, bossing her around. Oh. Um, but growing up, um, it was a lot of fun. You know, we lived in a smallish town, Cedar Falls, Iowa, which actually, 
uh, is where the University of Northern Iowa is located, um, which is like the teacher's college in Iowa, which I know NAU was kind of formerly known as the teacher's college um, here in Arizona. So we, um, small town, um, you know, of like 35,000 people. Um, so I guess it was kind of big for Iowa maybe. Um, but we did a lot of camping um, growing up, like every weekend, every summer, um, we'd camp a lot with my parents. Um, winters there were awful, right? It's like negative 40, snow, ice, and then more snow. Um, what else? Um, I, was, I joined the cheerleading team when I was in junior high and high school. Um, and I feel like that's sort of, um, <laughs> been a thread throughout my life is like, oh my God, I feel like when I tell people that it's like, oh, of course you were a cheerleader. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things I will say when I was on the cheerleading uh, squad was, you know, not necessarily like, you know, doing your thing at the game, but um, being responsible for creating the locker posters for like the, the you know, basketball or like whatever sport you were a cheerleader for. Like I loved making those locker posters, like the glue and the glitter. And I mean, just trying to make every season like just more, um, just more. So sure, sure. I, I loved that. Um, and, you know, growing up, so something that is still very near and dear to my heart, um, I love college football. So I felt like growing up, you know, in addition to camping um, during college football season, we lived about an hour and a half away from Iowa City, which is where the University of Iowa is located. And I mean, my parents had like season tickets. And so almost every week and we were down at Iowa City camping. My parents would go to the game. Us kids would, you know, hang out in, on the top of the parking garage and run around um, with, with our mom. We weren't like unsupervised. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, growing up, it's like, I always knew, okay, I'm going to go to the University of Iowa, right? Because that's, you know, we're there every weekend anyways. Um, so graduating from there, um, after that, I, I moved to Las Vegas uh, after I graduated college. And what was really nice is living in Vegas, um, Allegiant Airlines, their hub is in Las Vegas, and they fly to a bunch of like just real small towns. And so they had a direct flight um, to a town about 20 minutes away from Iowa City. So even moving away, I could still make it home like for two or three football games um, a season. So um, that was a huge part of my life growing up. Um, and a lot of my family lived in Iowa as well. So it was really nice to be raised with, you know, my cousins, almost like we were, you know, brothers and, and sisters. And so definitely um, me deciding once I graduated college to move to Las Vegas um, was kind of a shock, I think, to um, my family and everybody. <laughs> but it was always like, oh, I'm just moving out there for a year. I'll be back. And, um, you know, now it's been... I think in 2005 is when I moved away from Iowa and I still, they're still waiting. <laughs> very, very cool. Um, thank you for that. Uh, that was awesome to hear about. Um, what made you, what made you go to Vegas? I'm just curious. So when I was in college, I studied abroad, which I highly encourage for everybody. Cause I, I was glad that, um, during my undergrad, I had the clarity to know, like, when else in your life are you going to be able to go like live in Spain and 
just and not have to work right like it's you're just there to do school and then to hang out and to experience everything um so i studied abroad in spain and one of the girls i lived with uh was from boulder city which is um right outside of um of las vegas which actually now with the bypass you don't have to drive through it anymore um when you're going there from here um but i was graduating i think it was between maybe my sophomore and junior year of college that summer that i went to spain and she's like hey when you graduate college you should move to vegas because it was um you know around 2005 and that's like you know the win resort was being built um the south point casino was being built there was the economy was really booming there and so the plan was right like I'm 22 years old. I can do whatever I want with the rest of my life. Why not spend one year in Vegas? And um, like I said, that was, you know, 17 years ago. Sure. So yeah, that's, that's what took me there. It was like, let's just experience, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I was just curious because I have a lot of family in um, Nevada as well. So very cool. Love hearing about that. So next question. Um, did you always know what you wanted to do in life? Um no when i was young i really wanted to be a lawyer um maybe because i felt like i was like argumentative or oh like i'm always right i still might feel that way maybe deep down <laughs> um but i remember my uh when i was a senior in high school um my grandma passed away and when we went to her funeral one of my cousins or second cousins he was a lawyer and I remember him asking me about, you know, what I wanted to do um, when I got to college. And he said, I'll be honest. Um, he said, it, if you work for a corporation, um, they're going to work you like crazy and you're going to have to work a ton of hours. Or the alternative is you work for yourself and you can start your own firm. He's like, and then you still work a lot of hours. And to me, like hearing that, I feel it was almost like, he crushed my dreams, but it was really nice to hear. Like, I appreciated the honesty of like, here's what life might look like, you know, if you, um, if you choose that path. And so when I started my freshman year of college, um, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do. I think my first major was like in marketing and, um, I started working at the human resources for, I was a student worker in human resources at the university of Iowa. And, my job was to help students get jobs. And then I would do like the new student orientation and take them on tours. And that is when I thought, okay, like human resources and working with people, that's what I really want to do. And, you know, working in human resources, which is what I did my first seven and a half years here at NAU. Um, I've only been in my current role for about six months really it's um it was nice because almost any organization you wanted to work for um needs that that human resources skill and needs you know to help with like hiring and employee relations and and leadership coaching and things like that and so um i guess from when i was a freshman student employee um, at the university of iowa from then on i knew i wanted to do um you know something with with people and and specifically human resources and so i did that until six months ago. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I was definitely the same way with um, wanting to work with people. I feel like I, I love like communicating and getting to know others. So that's great. That like, have you seen that commercial for Kleenex where it's like a woman in like Times Square on a couch 
and she has like a, a table with a box of Kleenex and she's just there for people to come tell her their stories. Oh, really? I haven't, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> I don't know if they still play it, but I just thought what a great, like, I don't know if that's not like a job, right? Like, I don't know if you're not going to get paid doing that, but I thought that is right. Because humans are so interesting and it, that's why I think it's so cool. You're doing this podcast is like, everyone has such a unique story. Um, that yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's, yeah. it's fascinating to hear like how people grew up or how they got to their job or what they're doing now. And so, um, yeah, that's always been a, an interest of mine is being around people. Awesome. All right. So we kind of touched on it a little bit, but if you want to get more in depth about it, um, the next question is how did you get started on your career school interest? Was there anything specific that you started in with like HR or how maybe if someone's listening, who wants to get into that, like, how would you, uh, what advice would you have for them? So, um, I, so I, um, when I very first started at University of Iowa, I'd mentioned my major originally was marketing. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, it was my marketing professor who, what did he, uh, like on day one of class, I remember he told us, he's like, you know, um, I, you all, this is like the best time of your life, right? Like being an undergrad is like such an ideal lifestyle where, you know, you're not expected hopefully if you, if you know i guess if you're priv privileged enough you're you're not expected to have this like full-time job and go to school he's like a lot of your job is just to experience college and experience university life and he said i know a lot of you um are gonna you know spend a lot of time you know trying to get like you know a 4.0 and he said i'll tell you what in the real world um when you get out there and you start working you know who's going to care who had a 4.0? You. And he's like, your job now. He's like, I'm not saying don't get good grades. I'm saying work hard. But he's like, also don't forget to, you know, experience college, experience the university and really think about what it is that excites you that you want to do that you want to study. And um, so in addition to like, you know, my business marketing classes, I was taking some of the like communication studies classes and those were the ones that I loved. And so I ended up, cause I thought a lot about what he said and it's like, he's right. Like if I'm already now struggling with this or it doesn't excite me, do I think it's going to excite me for the rest of my life if this is my career? Um, so I ended up changing majors. I minored in business, but I switched to communication studies. Um, so I think, and that kind of helped, I think the communication studies major open up a whole other world of possibilities for careers. Um, like to me, that communication studies major can fit into so many things like human resources. Um, me taking the leap from human resources to the assistant director of operations, um, I, I like I'm using my, my undergrad degree like every single day, uh, which feels really good. Um, so, um, you know, that it was really nice that that professor was so honest with us at the beginning and really made me think about um, what is it that I want to do kind of for the rest of my life. Um, I've also found being in human resources, um, it is a really great place. And there's, there's like, there's human resources jobs in like every organization out there. And it is such a great way to sort of learn the administrative part of a business um, or an organization. But throughout my career, so like um, 
I spent a lot of time working. I worked for Boyd Gaming um, for a couple of years, and then I moved and I worked for MGM Resorts International. Before I came, I moved to um, Flagstaff. And I would do things like I just did here. I would be in human resources for a while. And then like when the economy in 2008 tanked, I went out and was the pool manager because we couldn't afford one. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. Like, cause <laughs> selfishly in my head, I was like, I'll get a tan <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> while I work. Um, forgetting like it's 127 in July and <laughs> you're not gonna wanna be outside <laughs> unless you're in the pool. But, any, but I, I, I have found that sort of balancing the um, the human resources piece with um, learning more about the organization and how it runs has has really helped me. Um, I don't know, I feel lucky that I've had a lot of really great either professors or mentors or supervisors in my life that they're like, you learn more, do more. Um, right, like when people are asking who wants to do that, right? Like who wants to run the pool this summer because we can't afford to hire a pool manager. Like raise your always like raise your hand like right like what scares you uh having to run a pool like i have right. i had to have my 15 year old lifeguards teach me how to use a pool vacuum like i don't know what i'm doing here absolutely uh, <laughs> but we had a lot of fun that summer <laughs> i bet that does sound like a lot of fun yeah I, I agree with you there like really like the people who guide you through like your years of like growing like you're so important and also with the comm studies i also started out as a comm studies major um and i think like a lot of people like to make fun of it they're like oh you're a comm studies major but really like you can use it for almost any job like you have to communicate and any job and you have to do it effectively so yeah i would, right. I would agree with that so what were some hardships that you had to encounter in your career or your life and how did you overcome them so i think um being so i moved to las vegas when let me think here um i think i was 23 i was 23 years old when i moved to las vegas so i had graduated college i i was a december graduate i took that extra semester um and then i i moved that april so um i was fresh out of college. I didn't really have, other than my student employee job and then I bartended, I didn't have like HR, like re real, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I didn't have um, lots of this like real world experience other than being um, a student employee, which is really great experience, but I learned quickly that not everybody, that, and not every place I was applying really saw it that way. So um, I put in a ton of applications for human resources, just a human resources representative, a front facing position. Um, and I, at the time I moved out there, I'd mentioned earlier, the South, it was called the South Coast at first, the South, now it's the South Point was being built. So it was like, okay, well, they're gonna need people. So I put in my resume, somehow it got to, um, the South Coast was also owned by the same people that own the Orleans. So it got to the director of human resources at the Orleans who ended up calling me and, and giving me a chance. So in that role, um, so I'm working, you know, so I do, I'm there for about six months, um, learning how, you know, a human resources department works in a casino and the employment process and the hiring process. I also taught new employer orientation there. So about six months in, the woman that runs the uh, training department um, 
called me and said, hey, you know, we're going to have this opening in our training department. If you want to move over, um, you can be a trainer. So you're going to be teaching leadership development classes for, you know, all of the, you know, employees that we have at Coast Casinos. So they own the Gold Coast, they own Sun Coast, the Orleans, and then they were opening the South Coast. Oh, and Barbary Coast, which is on the Strip. Now it's called um, Cromwell, I think. So, so that that was a very intimidating job for me because I, you know, I probably then was like 24 and I was like, oh, really? I'm going to be standing up in front of the like table dealers who have been in their job. They're like my dad's age, telling them how to give good customer service like that's or telling them how to be a good leader or how to manage change. To me, that felt very intimidating. Um, and <laughs> to overcome that, one of the things I did, which is so inauthentic and I hate that I did this looking back, but um that's life i bought a pair of fake glasses so i haven't had an, i didn't need glasses until just like a few years ago <laughs> after i got pregnant my <laughs> messed up my eyes um but i bought a pair of fake glasses because i thought i looked older and i remember my supervisor specifically telling me so um here in the casino world and i think things have changed since then but she's like um don't use any examples of when you were in college. Don't mention to anybody that you have a college degree. Um, you won't be respected. And I was like, oh my God, but that's where all my examples are from, right? Like, I don't have any other life. Like, even my examples of being a student worker, even if, you know, are, I was a student worker in at the university, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then after one of my classes, so two, Two things happened and a lot of it was just being judged for i think being young um one time we were talking about change management and i had mentioned in the session we talked we were talking about madonna and i was like you know madonna like always continually reinvents herself and um doesn't you know she's not like waiting to become irrelevant she's like continually trying to like you know push the envelope and do something new and after class, I'm like cleaning up everybody's name tens and their workbooks. And I see a conversation between two people. One was, how old do you think she was when um, Madonna came out? Um, I bet she was two, or I bet she was younger. And that, I think I like definitely had a moment where I sat there and like cried. Like, I think the thought of not being taken seriously when it's like, oh, like, I'm just up there giving it my all and doing the best I can. Um, I don't know that that part was was really tough. There was also um, every once in a while, and I never knew who it came from because a lot of the feedback that we would get um, was just you know people didn't put their names on. It's like a scale of one to five. How effective was the session? What did you learn? Um, sometimes people would make comments about like my body on there like wow. yeah like she has nice legs um her i i like her tight skirt like weird things that would make me i don't know they just they would make me feel so uncomfortable and all these evaluation sheets um it was me at the time the team was me and then my my like peer was another male and then we reported to a male and all of our evaluation sheets like went to our boss and then it went to the vp of hr and so it was like things like that that just like i don't know like that that was that was really tough to like okay um you know how do i 
what do I do with this information? Right. Cause at the time I'm still like, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm 20, I'm 23 years old. I don't want to have to deal with this right, right now. And, um, like, how do I be taken seriously? Um, for me, I think, um, it took probably my first, I don't know, year, year and a half while I was in the job to really prove myself, um, especially to, and I'm sure, you know, there were people that at the end of the day, they're like, what, what I remember one, one time I started a session at Sam's town in, um, oh gosh, I don't even know what's, what road it's not on the strip. I don't know if you've been to, yeah. So Sam's town's like an off the strip casino, but it was one of the ones owned by Boyd gaming that I worked for. And I remember starting the session and it was one, it was like the poker room manager, like, and he looked like a guy like straight out of the movie casino, like the thick glasses, <laughs> this old white dude. And I remember he raised his hand and he said, what are you going to teach me little girl? Wow. So, I mean a lot. So, and that's, um, you know, not only struggling, I think, a lot of us have imposter syndrome, right? Like, uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally faking it. I'm going to get found out any moment. But, you know, hearing those comments or seeing those comments written down on the evaluations or seeing the, I bet she was two when Madonna came out, it was like, oh, it, to me, it was almost like, well, okay, now there's evidence to the fact that like, I'm a fake and that I'm an, I'm an imposter and I don't belong here and I shouldn't be doing this. So, I mean, there there are other things along the way, but I, I like when I hear that question, I think about like when I first started out, um, cause now I, so co let me think here, February 24th, 2020, I had a baby, my second, my second little boy. Um, and I had kids very close. So I had Declan February 24th, 2020, and then his brother turned what two in May. So they're like 21. They're not, they're less than two years apart. So having Declan and then um, two weeks later, the world or the United States, like moving to shelter in place, like me being at home with a newborn and like an almost two-year-old all day, um, figuring it out, like nothing scares me anymore. And so I <laughs> like having that experience, I'm like, what you got? <laughs> because I've, and that's some of the thing that um, propelled me to apply for this new job is like, oh my God. Like I remember <laughs> those first few weeks of the shelter in place. Like I would just cry every day. Like I want to drive away, but I don't, where am I going? Every place is closed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Until one day I was, I like got up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, you can do this. If you can do this, you can do anything and you'll never be scared anymore. And I honestly think that's something <laughs> that like gave me the courage to apply for this job, which is a, it's, it's a total career change from what I was doing in HR. So, um, you know, I think life experience helps with that stuff, but, um, no, at the beginning, definitely the hardship was like finding evidence that you are an imposter, um, is what I, that's how I interpreted all of that. And it sucked. Yeah, absolutely. Especially it's like things that you can't control. You can't control your age. You can't control your gender and what you look like. And so for that to be a hardship, it's so frustrating because what else is going to help you overcome that other than really just time and like learning, you know, so it's, it's not nothing that you can just snap your fingers and make that go away. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> Please, I, I have good knowledge to share. I have a college degree, but I was told not to tell you. <laughs> Well, I have a culture degree. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. 
<laughs> All right. So next question. Um, do you have any regrets? And if you do, what would you change? And if you don't, um, maybe why, why not? I really, you know, I mentioned wearing the fake glasses, like, <laughs> because to me, authenticity and like, just show up and do you and be you is just like the most important thing. And so like, but I don't know if it's a regret or if it's like, at the time I was like, okay, well, here's one way that I can maybe add like three years on to my, maybe I'll look, you know, 28 instead of 20. I, I don't know. Like I, I didn't wear them for very long, <laughs> but other than that, even things, um, I don't know, even the crazy things I did or even, um, oh, taking on a role where, um, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, you know, as I moved, because I, I, I held quite a few positions um, when I worked in the casinos and, but I always like learned something. And e even with this, you know, me being the assistant director of operations, like I said, I've been here six months and I do love it. It's like troubleshooting and problem solving every day. Um, I'm using my brain. I mean, it's like, it's a lot of fun. Um, but it's at the end of the day, like I, it's like, you know, when I was going to apply for it, I thought, well, if I end up not liking it, I'm going to learn something. And I don't know. That's yeah. I think the, re the regret would be like, if I didn't go for it, you know? Sure. Sure. So, all right. And what is the best piece of advice you learned along the way? Um, I think there's two. So one I mentioned earlier is the, um, and I, it actually, um, I was reading the book Lean In from Sheryl Sandberg when I applied for my job in HR um, here in Flagstaff. So, you know, I'd been in Vegas for, I don't know, eight years and I loved my job there and, um, you know, fell in love. And so was looking for positions in Flagstaff, right? So not only was I going to be like moving jobs, but moving cities. I mean, right? Even though it was going to be a good change, change is just scary. And I remember driving down here for the interview and reading Lean In. And that was like, I don't know, in, in one of the chapters, part of a speech that she gave at a college was like, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And it was like, well, I'd quit my job in Vegas and I'd move to Flagstaff and like start, like have a baby, right? Like that's terrifying. And it's like, then do it. So that to me, I always am like, it, cause at the end of the day, you're going to have a, a story. You're going to have an experience. You're going to have some sort of a life lesson. Just go for it. Um, and then one of my mentors, um, who has been in my life since, oh gosh, like at least the last 12 years, um, he always talked a lot about potential and how, you know, it's like, nobody can tell you what your potential is. And, um, one of the things that he always said that I think about a lot is you don't know how hard I will work to get what I want. And, um, I, you know, just with any, not just at work, but like, um, anything like a, a, a fitness goal, right. Or going back and getting my master's, um, while pregnant or trying to juggle kids and school and work. It's like, you know, if these are the things that are priorities to me, um, you don't know how hard I will work to get what I want. And I've always appreciated that. Cause it's kind of like that. Don't underestimate me. Um, feeling. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. No problem. <laughs> 
All right. And then I just got a couple questions left for you. So All right. um, did you expect to end up where you are today? And if not, what changed? I like, I think I've never really had, I take that back. When I was in sixth grade, we had to make these books that were called like all about me. And it was like, you know, things that you like or don't like or whatever, what you want to be when you grow up. And I put in there that I was going to be the president of the United States of America. <laughs> and I even had it like, um, I even had it timed because, you know, you have to be 35 to, to run for office. And so I even had it timed. I can't remember. I won't tell you what year it was that I turned 35. <laughs> um, not that I still want that dream, but I think other than that time in my life, um, I've never thought ahead, like what life is going to be like in even now, like five years or 10 years. Um, I've always just said, you know, I want to be doing what I'm doing. Um, cause to me, it's all about having fun. Like life is too short. Um, and so when it stops being fun, then I'll do something else. Um, so I don't think I knew where I was going to end up today, but, um, it's, it's pretty, whatever I thought, um, I will say it's, it's pretty amazing to be where I'm at right now. Awesome. All right. And then last question, which you've already shared some really great advice that I think I'll take, uh, definitely take, um, with me, but what advice would you give to anyone who's listening to right now? Um, I, I know I've said, this is probably like the third time I've said this, but, uh, learning is repetition, right. Or whatever that saying is. Um, and I have to remind myself of this a lot too, like, just go for it. Like what, whatever that means for you, like, wh what are you waiting for? We're all, you know, we're all in our own way sometimes. And you know, what's the worst that could happen? They say, no. Okay. <laughs> then at least I know then it, you know, I, I'm not wondering like, should I have applied for that? Or, um, should I have said, I love you first? Or, um, you know, should I have thought about, you know, maybe, or maybe not having kids, it's like, just, just go for it. Just go for it and do it. And I feel like every, every, and everything will turn out as it should. Absolutely. And my mom always tells me that I never know what I'm missing. If I never like, you know, look back and think about it. Like, so just, go for it. Cause like, you're not going to know, like if you don't end up going in this path, what that's going to lead, where that's going to lead you to. So what hurt does it do? You know? So. Right. Right. No, I, um, and I, I feel, I feel like I did learn that early. That's why, um, you know, studying abroad, I thought was right. It's like, just, it was scary to think about like leaving my, and I only did a summer. I didn't do like a year, or a whole semester thing, but you know, why not? When else in your life are you going to be like, oh, I can go to Spain for six weeks and like lay on a beach um, and um, be out at night until 5 a.m.? Okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm certainly not doing that now with a, a two year old and a three year old, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is another great adventure, right? Like, that, that's, they're a whole adventure of their own. And so, no, I, um, I feel like that's what life is here for, right? Is for us to like experience all of it. And, um, yeah, I've tried to live really true to that, so. Thank you so much for sharing all of your insight today. I feel like I got a lot out of it. I hope everyone who's listening right now gets a lot out of it. And thank you all for listening. Hey.